0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the 216th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys. Churro. What's up? I've yet again joined you in another whole new world. Uh, don't you dare close your eyes? Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, especially. Uh, all, all 8K of them. Uh, so, I got a PlayStation 5! Yay! Yay! And I only paid retail price for it. Yay! Yay! Screw That's what I did you too. Scalpers. So yeah, don't never be a part of the process uh, the part of the problem. Stick it out. Try to buy it at retail if you're gonna buy it. Screw the go. scalpers. Ruin you know, it, just, just it, you gotta have a lot of patience, a lot time. of luck. Yeah. That's basically so. what it was for me. Uh so yeah, I got my PS5. I got it from a local Gale, which is a, uh, I don't know, uh, like electronics slash games slash movie rental slash movie buying slash anime buying and rental shop. And uh, they uh, they had a, a lottery where you could win the chance to buy a PlayStation 5. And they've been having them uh, monthly. And recently uh, it was like, every 2 to 3 weeks they would have a, a lottery and uh there was uh this time 10 winners and i was one of the 10 and i've been i've been uh entering these like nonstop and finally after all these months since november of last year i've been entering these dang things um finally got it so i bought it Played Astros Playroom for a bit. That was really fun. Uh, played Kingdom Hearts a little bit. Man, the load times are a lot better. And the performance is like slightly smoother. I wouldn't say lock 60, but you know, I I had a little, uh, fly around, uh, San Francisco and, you know, felt smooth to me. Um, I also played around a little bit in Final Fantasy VII Remake, which you know, no, no PS5 patch yet, but even vanilla, it's like pretty, uh, like the load times are definitely noticeably faster. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's been great. So uh, yeah, that's 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 been my that's been my thing, but unfortunately. I did buy it, and, uh, and I bought it because, you know, this is a, a really great opportunity to buy the PlayStation 5 at retail. But in reality, I just don't have time. I don't have time to play any games. So until Integrate comes out, I probably uh, will not be uh, playing the PlayStation 5 so much. Uh, but what I will be doing is I'll be on that other Whole New World that we talked about last uh, last podcast. I'm going to be on Twitch, and I know you will be too, Churro. Uh, So on my Twitch, which you can find uh, TV slash BrandonGo, that is B-R-A-N-D-E-N-G-O, I stream very frequently. Uh, I I hesitate to say every day because, you know, maybe not every day, but I stream like pretty much every day. Uh, I'm making Celis. From Final Fantasy VI, in the style of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, I am making a full AAA quality character for, like, video game style character for my portfolio as a 3D character artist. I'm making it from scratch. I'm not using any assets from, you know, like, hacked out of a video game. You know, this is from scratch like you would make a video game character for an actual video game. So if you want to see that horrible painstaking process, I'm currently going through the process of making her hair and finishing the high-res version of the model. And uh, if you want to like, I don't know, actually what I've been hearing a lot from people that have been joining from the podcast is they really appreciate seeing what it is like to see a 3D character get made. Because I think for a lot of people, they could imagine how 2D is done. Because everybody that's ever held a pencil knows how drawing works. But I feel like a lot of people don't know what it takes to make something in 3D. So if you want to get a little bit of a taste of that, you can come to my Twitch and, uh, you know, stop on by. We, I talk about Kingdom Hearts all the time. It's not all technical stuff. Uh, I, I talk about games in Kingdom Hearts as well. So please uh, join us. And uh, churro! He's you up. stream a lot, too. What have you been streaming lately?
1: Persona 5 Strikers.
0: Strikers! Oh, this, okay. That's one of the games on my list. That's one of the games on my list. Is it really good?
1: It's really good. If you like, uh, what's it called? The Musou, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, Musou. Yeah, Musou If you genre. like the Musou style with, uh, mixed in with um, Persona stuff, you're going to love it. It's basically like an action persona game basically so here,
0: let let me know if this is accurate so i have heard that basically persona 5 strikers it's like if you made a dlc expansion to persona 5 but you took out the turn based rpg parts and shoved in a muso but everything surrounding it is still the same as persona 5 pretty much Yeah, that's basically basically, how I understood it.
1: It's actually, I mean, if you play it, like, or I'm at, I'm I'm at, like, the halfway point to hitting the last fourth of the game. So it is kind of a short game. It's not, you know, don't respect just because there's Persona in it, don't expect it to be a relatively long title. It's not, you know, because of the actionness of it it makes it seem a lot, you know, faster. At the same time... I've heard maybe,
0: like, 30 hours. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, if you're going to do... The main story, follow... You know, I mean, there's still a lot of dialogue to go through, okay. just like you typical Persona stuff. But it's definitely worthy of the sequel, you know, for it. Because you know how yeah. Persona 4 had Dancing and Arena game as their sequels? Yeah. Where, you know, yeah. Strikers is, you know, this one here. So it's it's kind of nice. It's basically all the things that I wanted in Persona 5 Strikers. I mean, what I wanted in Persona 5, 5 Royal, it, it's basically happening here in Strikers okay it's basically uh, like it's like because you know how in persona 5 like yeah like every time you get a new party member they become your friend but yep. you don't really spend time with them
0: yes like you don't see
1: them interact all at once because they're too yeah. busy doing the phantom things things well strikers takes care of that you finally get to see okay. them acting like friends and they do friend things together that's
0: so. yeah that's that's what i've been wanting the whole time throughout persona 5 is uh yeah just through the reality of them being in the Phantom Thieves and having a major goal that is like taking up all their free time, that sort of like takes that away. But that's good to hear that you can experience that in uh, in Strikers. Um, so I've heard that Persona 5 Strikers is a sequel to Persona 5 and not necessarily a sequel to Persona 5 Royal, even though Royal did happen it's more of a sequel to five and even if you haven't played royal you can jump into five strikers is that the case Uh, it's
1: a direct sequel of persona five so basically you're gonna there's certain elements of persona five strikers that get put in there as a callback to persona five so if you're but the thing is is that the callbacks are very relatively short okay so they might go over your head if you don't if you never played it but in the end, you. St- I would still suggest playing Persona 5, or Persona 5 Royal, just to understand. Because yeah, some yeah. of the characters' personalities, because it does a lot of, it deals with a lot of, like, memories, like, it deals with a lot of trauma. Yeah. Past trauma. So basically, each of the characters go through their own thing. So basically, it's all basically calls back to what they experienced in Persona 5.
0: Okay. But it's not a requirement to play specifically royal. No. And and okay. That that's because that's any, what I've heard.
1: All of the royal editions are not included, basically. So basically you could play Persona Five and still be fine playing strikers. You don't need to necessarily okay. play Royal. Okay. Okay. That that
0: that's that's what I've heard is that this is a sequel to Persona Five, not necessarily a sequel to Persona Five Royal Edition. Yes. Okay. Pretty much. That makes that makes sense. Okay. Cool. 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 So uh, yeah, uh, and then of course I think you also uh, stream Doki Doki stuff on occasion. Yeah,
1: Doki Doki mod. But uh, since today was, I mean, where I'm recording today, it's the anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. You know, ah, the right, right, right. So I, so I was about a hundred, about less than a hundred missions you know, behind from the current update, which happened, you know, last week last thursday um yeah basically um i caught up and then i did the last like five mission five quests before we got caught up on stream today and i did a little bit of kingdom Hearts 3 limit cut which i failed horribly <laughs> of course yeah so i mean yeah. look
0: we, we've we got until what namora says like the end of the generation we have the end of the generation to <laughs> be limit cut
1: well you remember that uh tomorrow put limit cut in because everybody complained how easy Kingdom Hearts three was, even on yeah, proud. That's so, so true. Uh, it's thanks to you guys. Yep. <laughs> thanks for asking. Or thanks All for right. uh saying stuff like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. And Chura, what is what is your Twitch for people that don't know?
1: It is I the letter I and then Churo. see It's U R R O.
0: Okay. So definitely go follow Chura as well.
1: And uh, yeah, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts
0: Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and... Kingdom Hearts Union Twitter, which is at KJUnion. We have a two-segment show today. We have a news segment, and we have a... Not a question segment this time. We have a very special Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross story segment where we will be discussing all of the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross story that has released since January of 2019, a.k.a. since Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. So oh, boy. It's going to be beefy. We're going to get into some stuff. So, just fair warning, that section will be spoilers but prior to that, it, not spoilers. We'll let you know well in advance when spoilers start. And uh, in the way of announcements, as always, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Uh, our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We have Lewis James, Zach Toronto Rachel Casterton, who's at Orba Ray, Barry Norton, who's at Ornortron Zero, Zelda Clone, who's at Apes Type Novels, Joseph Robertson who's at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Troutman, who are at Akira Namejin, uh Miles Ribbons, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Thorn Bullen, who's at Mesker twenty three, Tom Hughes, who's at Tom underscore Hughes twenty two, Yam Potato, and Churro, if you take these
1: last ones. We got Noah Latrell, Ryzen, Sam Ennis, Chris Willis, Fayez Biali, Joshua Johnson, who's at the Cancer Bus. Freya Stella, Lauren Lozcombe, Tim Michael Verne, who's at Phoenix02SA, Marco Liliu, and Toby Turner's Babysitter. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at
0: gmail.com. And just fair warning that Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory spoilers are fair game. And they definitely will come up today, at least a little bit. So, uh, yeah, in the way of the news, uh, we've got Kingdom Hearts' 19th anniversary! Yay! Yay! Happy 19 years of Kingdom Hearts.
1: There's like there's like three anniversaries uh, on the 28th. There's Kingdom Hearts' yeah. 19th anniversary, Kingdom Hearts 2, North American anniversary, and yep. I believe Kingdom Hearts' uh, 1.5 HD remaster release's anniversary as well. Yeah, there's... So many of the like, Kingdom Hearts things that
0: always happened on this time of year. And I, I feel like, yeah, it's probably on purpose. I would say the first one, though, anytime a game comes out, like at the end of March, that's a sign. That's a sign that they kind of like rushed it out the door a little bit because they're trying to rush it in before the uh, fiscal year ends. Because the new fiscal year starts in April. So, yeah, basically. Any games that come out around this time, that's what that means, is that they had to rush it out the door before the fiscal year was over. It's to make shareholders happy. Uh, But yeah, uh, happy 19 years, Kingdom Hearts. Um, We're all 19 years older with you. (laughs) I'm old. Yeah, me too. We're all old. Uh, Usually at this time, we... we talk about some uh, some memories of Kingdom Hearts past, but I feel like we always do that. So, um, uh, Churro. Comes with the territory. What's, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts game? Kingdom the, Hearts the 2. Typical, an- typical question. Okay, Kingdom Hearts 2. Brandon, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts game? Um, for story, Kingdom Hearts 1. For game, Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Churro, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts character? Sora okay good 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 answer Brandon what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts character uh, Roxas for deep dive <laughs> as expected, on, as brand. expected. on brand as expected on brand I know the story yep uh, let's see uh, Churro what's your favorite uh, uh, Kingdom
1: Hearts song uh, theme song or music in general
0: any, any anything that could qualify as being called a song
1: Fate of the unknown. Fate of the unknown. Oh, the unknown. oh no, no, that's good.
0: Okay, uh, Brandon, what's your favorite song in, in Kingdom Hearts? Uh, man, that's tough. Uh, let's go with
1: Kyrie. General. Kyrie. Interesting. Yeah, that's that. That one's that's
0: a that's a rare one. I don't know if Bren- it's actually my favorite. <laughs> okay, my actual favorite, The Other Promise.
1: Oh, there you go. That's a good that, answer. That,
0: that's a solid one. But I, I actually say,
1: do really I do really like Kyrie, though. I was going to say, Brendan, what's your favorite Keyblade?
0: Ah, Keyblade. Uh, man, it's got to be like Oblivion or Oathkeeper, right? But, okay, so other than Oblivion and Oath- Oathkeeper, uh, you know, I'm partial to Metal Chocobo metal chocobo nice metal Chocobo's pretty funny it's like kind of like a buster sword but it's in the shape of a key I do like that one Fenrir is okay it's a car key I mean it's so far the only one that I could think of that's a car key other than Riku's King Horse 3 Keyblade. Braveheart that's the name of it Braveheart's good yep Braveheart's good um I'm trying to think of any other ones uh you know, those are probably those are probably it. Um still holding out for a lightsaber keyblade one day. If we can get Star Wars. Uh but let's see. Uh what's your favorite uh
1: Kingdom Hearts mini game? What's your favorite uh, Kingdom Hearts mini game? Does the um the Destiny Island uh fights count? Yeah, uh, I don't know.
0: Because it's still combat.
1: Okay. It's something that's an actual
0: uh, minigame that has, like, different uh, mechanics.
1: Hmm. Does anything with the... Uh, with the with the, uh, the Dream Eaters count? Uh, sure. Why not? I like the one where it's, like, you have to, like... It's kind of like a pinball thing with the... <laughs> the, uh, oh yeah! The meters. I I love pinball style stuff. So it's like I love that game. I played that one a lot when I did my Cage 3D run. Yeah. Uh, if I
0: had to pick one, mm, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff in 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 Kingdom Hearts 2 with Wendy the Pooh was really good. Like those were all really well done. But uh, let's see. Oh, okay, I got it. In Kingdom Hearts 2, placing the posters. When you there get you all those movement abilities, oh my mm. god, it just feels so good. I mean, I know tech- maybe that's a little bit of a cop out cuz, you know, you're controlling Sora normally, but just like that that mini-game like really tests your abilities with the movement abilities in Kingdom Hearts 2. And I I would say, I don't know if this is a controversial opinion, Kingdom Hearts Movement Abilities, number one. Brandon, you're the master of controversial uh, things. Exactly. Master of controversial opinions. Uh, Number one is Kingdom Hearts 2, in terms of movement abilities. I I think that's probably uncontroversial. Uh, Number two is Kingdom Hearts 3D. I I really like the 3D movement abilities. And then number three would be Kingdom Hearts 3. I actually have to agree with that. Yeah, because, like... 3D is like, like if, if you're gonna go with 3D style movement where you got all this like uh you know attraction flow or, or you know whatever the the, the the whatever the flow was what where you jumped off the walls. If you go flow with motion? that, yeah, flow motion. That's the one. If you go with that style of movement, you gotta go all the way. Kingdom Hearts three is just a baby version of that. And
1: well, I that's say what baby, Kingdom Hearts 3D was like good at doing that.
0: Yeah, I I, I say baby version literally because. Kingdom Hearts 3 required at all times a stupid reverse waterfall effect on all objects that you could run up because they didn't trust the player enough to figure it out themselves. That That's is a bummer. I'm still salty about that. Like it it I feel like it ruins the look of the game and I wish they they would let you turn that off, but whatever. Game design. Uh so yeah, I think that's probably uh, enough uh, <laughs> anniversary talk. I mean, look, we've had 19 of these so far, so what, what, what can we talk about every single year? Come back to us when it's 20, and then, then there'll be some real stuff to talk about. I, agree.
1: I do,
0: I, I do have a, a, a random piece of trivia that is not necessarily related to Kingdom Hearts, but is related to PlayStation, because back when the PlayStation 1 came out, Apparently, Sony had this philosophy at the time that their target demographic for the PlayStation was 19 year olds, specifically 19, not 18, not 21, not 20, 19. And the reason they pick 19 is because little kids want to be 19 and old people want to be 19. Everybody really? just wants to be 19. Uh, allegedly, that's what they said. Um, I would argue in America, everybody probably wants to be 21 because then there there, there's no laws blocking you from anything at that point. You're I, I free to you go. Can't, I, can't, I guess you can't become the president at 21, but like other than that, like pretty much free to do whatever you want at that point um, within you know the law. Uh, but fair that 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 was what Sony back in like 1994 was thinking about how to market the PlayStation. So other than that, uh, yeah, I guess if if it, if it needs any reminder, kingdom hearts released in Japan, March 28th, 2002. I wrote this down in the outline. Uh, other than that, uh, on the day this podcast comes out. So I guess just it's out now. The kingdom hearts series. PC versions are out right now on the Epic game store. Are they? I thought it was the 30th. I, that's why that's why i'm saying is this this podcast is coming out on the 30th
1: oh okay sorry. i mean um, right
0: now not not to us right now to them listening okay there you go so you guys in the future are listening to this podcast go right now you could go download it if you if you want they're really expensive <laughs> uh yeah
1: um if you are gonna go choose one or two of them or at least one choose wisely
0: yeah choose wisely cause yeah they're all super expensive I think like if you buy all of them what it's gonna cost you like 200 something bucks yeah yeah it's a lot so maybe so, m- maybe like if you're desperate I guess but maybe wait for a sale wait for a sale
1: especially because
0: I'll, I'll just say like in, in, in our experience Kingdom Hearts tends to go on sale a lot
1: or if you're uh what's it called If you're into the modding scene, then yeah, probably, by all means. Yes, if you're in...
0: Okay, that's very important. If you are someone who mods stuff, and when I say mod stuff, I mean if you are a modder yourself that will mod the game, you are required by law of the Kingdom Hearts community, you must buy it immediately. Buy it now and start modding that thing. Crack that game open. Crack all the games open. Go do it. It is your civic duty as a Kingdom Hearts modder. You need to buy the p c version. We need to get that going uh, so that yes, in the future, when there are sales, <laughs> there will be mods waiting for us that is the That is our hope uh so yeah, other than that, um, I guess this is going to lead us slightly into our next topic, but there have been major updates to Kingdom Hearts Union Cross if you haven't heard, <laughs> really? Yeah, there's been a lot of updates. And I'll just say, uh, full disclosure, we barely ever talk about Union Cross on this show. So it's important. Yeah, it's it's usually okay not to. But at this point, when there's really nothing else going on in the series, um, basically Union Cross is uh, the only thing going on. So that's what we're going to talk about this episode. Moving on into our next discussion topic. Kingdom Hearts Union Cross since Kingdom Hearts 3. So, you know, I, I do like the way we, we tackle Kingdom Hearts Union Cross on the show, even though we don't talk about it all that often. I feel personally, I don't know if you feel this way, Churro, but I feel like Union Cross is belt, uh, best uh, dealt with, best received in massive binges. Because the other way the other option is you're on the update cycle and you're waiting for every single update that is not fun <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> so that that's that's kind of why uh we also do that on you uh on kingdom hearts union the podcast so um I will say it's been pretty hilarious going back and watching all these cutscenes because uh, that's all I did. I didn't, I didn't actually play it. Because um, it's very clear that like, oh, I bet this this cutscene and the last cutscene I watched probably had a massive like several month gap between them because this feels like a hell of a stinger to leave it on, like a big old cliffhanger, yet it just keeps going on in the next cutscene. <laughs>
1: Like yes, you that's, can, what, that's what Unicross is, one giant you, cliffhanger.
0: It's just not nonstop cliffhangers. And it actually makes it a little bit hard to parse the story sometimes because the story is so focused around like setting up cliffhangers all the time. It's like it, it doesn't tell the story in a way that is like as cl- clean and focused because it's so like gung-ho about leaving you off on a cliffhanger every you know every cutscene but whatever um so just fair warning uh there's going to be open spoilers for all of kingdom hearts union cross unchained key kingdom hearts key etc etc um th- there's going to be uh yeah just every every kind of discussion involved in this and i will just say before you go if you are not uh, if you haven't already experienced the story of Union Cross, I just want to give my own personal recommendation as a as a fellow Kingdom Hearts fan to another. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is coming to an end and is absolutely important to the canon. So if you haven't experienced the story yet, please do so as soon as you can. Uh, basically, the story so far uh is going to be wrapping up Uh, what we have up until this point is the second to last update next month next april is going to be the last update so this could be your chance to catch up in advance of said update and you could experience the ending with everyone else so if you haven't caught up with the uh King Hearts Union Cross story so far. I would highly recommend doing so
1: now. It is a great time to do so,
0: and Plus, you can even if
1: even if you can't they're they're going to release an update where it's going to put it like an offline mode where you can actually watch all the entire cutscenes. Oh, great! Perfect. Well, there you go.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that's what this game needs more than anything is that, and I would really like a special cutscene mode where it just cuts out all the Disney stuff. I'm Unfortunately, sure, I'm sure, it's not that I'm sure important. Once,
1: once the entire story has been put out there, um, I think someone's going to do that. They're going to put all the important cutscenes and just put them all onto <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. You can pretty much wait for that.
0: Oh, you know what I really love is like a uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross the movie where people just like literally cut just what's important and cut that together into like a two-hour movie. That'd be great.
1: How long do you think if if you were to put all the important scenes together, <sighs> do you even think it's even going to be a two-hour movie? <laughs> uh, probably, if you, I bet you if <laughs> yeah, if you put all the important important scenes together,
0: it yeah, I don't know, that might be tough. But I I kind of feel like if you cut out some of the like. Useless scenes that are just like cliffhangers that go
1: nowhere, okay, let me ask you this, yeah, with all the important cutscenes from beginning to end, including yeah. then the final update, how long do you think personally think that that would be? oh
0: man, if I had to guess, uh maybe like mm-hmm. four hours five
1: hours forty five hours, I'll think about less than that. <laughs> Really? Okay. It, it might be. Like just, it just, might no, be. Just, just, just the important cutscenes. Like just the important nothing, nothing, oh. nothing Disney related. Yeah, just yeah, Just yeah. everything that's happening in Daybreak Town. You know, what? what's going on? Yeah. If, it's... Somebody, if somebody were to take all those cutscenes and put them all into one movie, how long do you think that would be?
0: Man, I, I mean, it seems like, at least going based off of the Kingdom Hearts Insider playlist, like, most of the uh, videos are, like, you know, between one and five minutes long, so if I remember correctly, the whole playlist had, like, 150-something videos, but that also included uh, Wreck-It Ralph in there.
1: know, I mean, Yeah.
0: I, I, Yeah, it might it might be about maybe two hours,
1: <laughs> two hours,
0: it might be. Uh, I was gonna say hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Yeah, I mean, like thinking over it in my head, like uh, you know, just getting into this. Oh, by the way, spoilers start now. Um, going over it in my head in terms of like taking just the Union Cross stuff. So everything that has come out since early twenty nineteen. Uh, so basically after they cross over from, uh, you know, the failed, uh, world, uh, into the new one, uh, you know, most of that is just like a mystery story about what happened to Strelitzia and, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple other side plots, but like, it's pretty minimal. Like, there's really not that much to it. You can get through it pretty fast, so... Yeah, it, 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 yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, quite short. Uh, so I've got a lot of notes here. Uh, we're gonna go over a lot of these, but uh, this is mostly intended to be a discussion and not a summary. So uh, if you're looking for a summary, you know, uh, there's definitely great options online. Uh, you could also just watch the cutscenes. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Insider on their YouTube channel—they've got basically everything on there. So you could definitely watch those. Uh all right so getting into the the business uh so uh basically since kingdom hearts 3 started uh or since kingdom hearts 3 came out uh the starting point that we're coming from is after the keyblade war so uh basically everything that happened up until you know the events of uh uh back cover You know, back Cover basically set up the Keyblade War, uh, you know, from the perspective of the Foretellers. Uh, The Keyblade War happened. It was a huge, big, bad thing that happened. Everybody died, basically. And the Dandelions were the only hope, and they went over to the other world. And uh, basically, uh, in that new world... Uh, the five new union leaders, which were formed from the Dandelions, uh, began to gather together. We got Ephemer, Skulld, Brain, Lorium, who is uh, uh original form, and Ven, as in like, yeah, Ventus. Just Ven, that guy. So uh, pretty much throughout the storyline even though Ephemer is like trying to be the leader and, you know, you could say Scold is like the, uh, the vice president. <laughs> if, uh, if Ephemer is, uh, the president, uh, Scold is the vice president. And, uh, but in reality, most of the plot of Union Cross revolves around Brain, Lorium, and Ven in, in terms of the, uh, the union leaders. Uh, Brain is, uh, the holder of the only, book of prophecies he also uh knowing what will happen more or less in the future uh he is actively fighting against the fate that uh the book of prophecies writes about and claims that he wants to be a virus that will overwrite the world so that he can uh change their fate and uh yeah he's a very very interesting character uh you know very dark brooding
1: char what do you think about brain he should to be well considering his name is brain he tries to be the one that yeah he's the brain outfit that uses you know the brains uses um what's that word he he tries to reason with everything with knowledge
0: yeah he's he's he really is super smart he he definitely earns his name
1: yeah so i think he's just your because i mean in every one of the group there's always the smart one so he's that one For sure. Uh,
0: Speaking of the smart one, we're going to the opposite end of the spectrum. We got Lorium. Uh, Lorium very much, I would say he acts always from the heart. Like he is all about uh, acting from heart, from feeling. Brain is always like a thinker, very logical. Lorium is very much uh, reactionary, and uh will it's kind
1: of like uh have you seen the uh star wars reboot yeah yeah you have captain kirk who has always goes by his gut where you you Star Trek, yeah yeah star trek uh then you have you know kirk captain kirk who goes by his gut feeling whereas spock goes by his brains and logic yeah that's that's, i i kind of like compare those two yeah
0: yeah spock and kirk that's 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 what's going on there Uh, So Lorium's plot basically revolves around him looking for his sister, his lost sister, Strelitzia, who uh, in prior updates, yeah, it's this, you know, really cute girl with, uh, like, red hair and, uh, you know, she just goes missing. And uh, she was friends with the player character of the game and uh, she was asked to become a dandelion but was, like, really hesitant about doing so. Uh, but yeah, at some point she just goes missing and Loriam's just like looking for her. Uh, Loriam's helped by L. Renna, AKA Lark scene's, uh, original person. And, uh, basically, uh, they go on this like you know long chase to go uh find her and it sort of like leads them to find all these like glitches in the town and they can see like uh Elrana saw like basically like a glitchy ghost version of strelitzia walking out of uh, a house in uh, daybreak town and that turns out to be where uh she was last known to be uh and uh yeah, that's that, that that's sort of uh Loriam's side of uh the equation. And then, you know, he goes off and uh trisco uh get get answers out of brain. Uh and uh yeah, Loriam uh his like big thing that ends up happening to him is he look like, he's like at uh the Daybreak Town Tower and just bumps into Maleficent in the bottom of the tower and has a big fight fight with her, uh, and, uh, basically gets beaten half to death by Maleficent. So there, there you go. Confirmed, uh, Lorium weaker than Sora, but I guess that makes sense because Marluxia got beaten by Sora. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of Maleficent, so Maleficent is also a very important character. So Maleficent has been trapped in the data world uh, at least ever since she lost to uh sora and was stabbed in the heart by riku uh, ever since then she's been trapped in the data world um and uh, she's been lead- led around in this data world by uh an entity known as darkness and eventually darkness leads her to a uh to the tower in daybreak town and to a special room at the bottom known as the Ark. And yeah, basically the Ark, it's that, uh, that room that we saw in end of the world in kingdom hearts one that has all those pods in it. And, uh, basically, uh, darkness is telling her that like, all right, if you want to go back to your time, we need to get you in one of these, But once you get in here, you're going to lose your body. And you are going to be stripped down to nothing but your heart. And that will allow you to travel at the speed of light. (laughs) Apparently Namor's thought really hard about this. That will allow you to travel at the speed of light and let you time travel. Or whatever. Actually, the first thing they need to do is get out of the data world. So they, they use the arc once. That gets them out of the data world into the real world. And then he tells her, use it again to time travel back to your time. And then he's going to stick around and do do whatever he wants to do in the present time. Because, yeah, basically, one use of the arc gets you between data world and real world. Second use of the arc gets you to time travel I, I don't know exactly how that works but that's how that works yeah you only, have, <laughs> you only get one move you either get time movement or you get a uh, dimension movement so that's pretty weird so yeah so maleficent does that and that basically sets up maleficent in kingdom hearts 2 so we finally got an explanation after all these years. How did Maleficent get out of the realm of darkness? Is that basically she, I don't know, she got trapped in the data world somehow. Somehow she got out of the realm of darkness and got stuck in the data world. I'm sure there was a cutscene earlier that explained that. But once, once there, uh, she used the arc to basically time travel uh, from the past version of reality to the present and uh basically it said that as long as when you time travel there is someone there to remember you and a medium some sort of medium there that's i don't know like something to ground you into that reality and then there's someone there to remember you you can fully form back and return to reality and in maleficent's case you know, she's got her cloak, she's got her crow, that's her medium, you know, her costume, everything about her, you know, personality is right there. And then, what happens right then and there when she returns? The three fairies. <gasps> who's, who's that? Oh,
1: it can't be! It's Hall And then they're like, my memories are coming back to her. Yep. About her.
0: Yep so right then and there she uh she resurrected and it was yeah thanks to the fairies uh, remembering her i guess it's kind of similar in a way to what happened with sora right like when sora lost all his memories and then people forgot him and then he like showed up and then like little by little their their memories were like sort of like restored i mean it's kind of like the reverse version of that but it's kind of similar in a way makes you think like man when Namine like erased Sora's memories, that was a lot more serious than I originally thought. Cause you know, it's one thing to wipe your memories. It's also to like er- w- another thing to like erase like a major component of your existence from the world. So that's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, speaking on darkness. So darkness is a really interesting character. He's like some sort of like hive mind, Uh, series of entities you know apparently there are many manifestations of darkness that sort of all work together and they all have some sort of like hive mind they speak in you know plural form they always refer to themselves as we and uh they are beings that are not so comprehensible by normal humans humans cannot comprehend them uh they think completely different from humans they are just completely you know basically alien to how normal people are like and uh what they tend to do is sow fear anxiety and uh like anger among people they try to create division they try to break people up try to break up groups And they're also said, according to uh, Master of Masters in a uh, flashback, uh, Master of Masters says they sow fear and anxiety among people and anger and that they are very clever and very manipulative and that you should be very careful when you're talking with someone who is, you know, uh, an entity of darkness because uh, their words and their sort of mental warfare that they wage – is really powerful, and uh, apart from that, apparently, Master of Masters used to be friends with darkness. And darkness, it's, it's, it's yeah, weird.
1: it's weird because, like, dark we all know darkness is an entity, but yet it's yeah. being treated like it's a person, yeah, it's being treated like it's a
0: person, like, not, not even a, just a person, but it's you know, it's a person that could have friends. Like, it's,
1: it's, it's like the song, you know, hello, darkness, my old friend.
0: Exactly. And I've like, they literally, you again. they literally say, like, like some of the first things they say clearly about darkness is that they're unknowable and that people can't understand them. But then later it's like, oh, and Master of Masters was friends with them. It's like, what? <laughs> but I thought they were unknowable. And, uh, speaking of Master of Masters and, uh all of his dealings, uh, apparently darkness was present, uh, during the writing of the book of prophecies. So, uh, because of that now, uh, book of prof, uh, the, uh, darkness more or less understands the contents of what happens in the future, uh, according to the book of prophecies written by master masters. So that is, uh, that is interesting, and then I guess like the final, very important character in this whole plot is going to be Ven. So uh, Ven is very central to this plot. Uh, he, he's basically the cent- uh, central figure in Brain's research. Uh, so Brain, he's like, you know, the brains of the outfit. And there's something Brain knows about all the union leaders. And it's the fact that one of them is not supposed to be there. One of them is not like the others, and that other is Ven. He was not supposed to be a union leader. And this was something that they spent a lot of time umming and awing about and making all kinds of cliffhangers, but I'm just going to straight up tell you Ven, Ven is the one that wasn't supposed to be the union leader. And uh, basically, uh, at some point in the past, before the uh, world jump, before the Keyblade War, uh strelitzia was supposed to be the union leader and apparently ava gave her a rule book that she was supposed to use and uh apparently uh, at least how we're led to believe is that ven was seeking some sort of power and darkness fed on that so yeah darkness shows up and possesses ven he enters ven's heart and possesses him and manipulates him and uses that desire for power to lead him to go stalking Strelitzia into an abandoned house. And uh, basically, darkness comes and attacks Strelitzia when she's not looking and kills her. Like, yeah, just dead. Kills her and her Charithi. Both of them. (laughs) It's pretty pretty brutal for Kingdom Hearts. Um, And then Ven takes that uh rulebook away from her and then uh decides to take her place as being a union leader so darkness basically fulfilled ven's desire of wanting power so now he's not just some regular keyblade wielder now he's going to be a union leader in the next world and he gets to skip the uh he gets to skip the keyblade war so yeah darkness definitely lived up uh his end of the bargain there uh, but yeah, it, it, it took killing uh Strelitzia to do so.
1: But my question is why does Ben want power?
0: <laughs> yeah, that
1: part You is, never seemed to type to be one right? power. Yeah, it's completely unclear.
0: I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something very basic, like, oh, I just want to get stronger. And maybe like deep down somewhere there's like some slight inkling of selfishness in that maybe that's all it took. I don't know. It's, it's very unclear, like exactly what was it that led him to Ven of all people. Cause as far as we know, Ven is such a pure kid. So we don't know what he was like prior to being, you know, taken over by darkness. Basically what I've, you know, sort of come to understand about darkness is, and this is coming a little bit from a, uh, detached perspective, but remember how, like, you know, in Kingdom Hearts uh, 3D, we got introduced to the concept of time travel. And then in, you know, through Union Cross and Kingdom Hearts 3, we've been introduced to the concept of world lines. So we've got time travel. We've got multiple dimensions. I mean, already in Kingdom Hearts 1, we had, like, par- like uh, multiple worlds, like, parallel realities, you know, in terms of, like, Disney worlds. So, you know, we keep adding these layers and layers of like, I don't know, like these fantasy and science fiction tropes into Kingdom Hearts. And this is the next one. With Darkness, we have Body Snatchers. (laughs) It's basically what we have. We've got Snatchers now. We've got... like effectively, what are aliens but they're 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 not aliens they're the darkness that infest your body, take you over, can shape shift basically it's that movie it or not it, not it uh the thing that's what the thing is all about. The thing is it's like an alien that like jumps into people and you don't know who's infected, you don't know who's not infected. Uh, it can like deceive you. It can manipulate you. It's like this alien that like attacks all these uh, uh, researchers that live in a base in, in Antarctica. So I feel like this is just yet another movie trope that Nomura has finally layered into Kingdom Hearts. It's like, all right, we got we got time travel. We've got uh multiple realities. We've got the Matrix. We've got Data Worlds thanks to the Matrix and now we've got Body Snatchers. Okay, what's left? Like I think pretty much every possible movie trope, like fantasy kind of tropey thing has been added in. Like I can't think of literally anything else. Like the only other thing I can think of is, is we need Terminator now. We need androids. We need androids from the future. Maybe that's what uh you know uh we're gonna come from the come the world from unreality? We're gonna, we're gonna get androids.
1: Well, I mean, we, I mean, with with the Zora, you know, we got mechas, toy mechas. Yep, we do have mechas. That's true. We're, we're gonna get mechas. Uh,
0: I mean, we do have the replicas. Oh, there you go, replicants from Blade Runner. That's all go. this is. That's all this is. Nomura is just like taking all his favorite movies. Basically, Kingdom Hearts is Stranger Things. That's what it is. It's just like taking all these like uh, typical eighty movie, eighties movies like sci fi tropes and trying to hammer them into Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, you're right. We have got mechas now, so I think I think that's what's happening here. I, I'm I'm wondering like we've said in the past that like time travel is already too powerful of a thing. And then adding multiple dimensions is, is even crazier. Uh, look no further than Rick and Morty about how when you have multiple dimensions, how nothing matters. And how, you know, basically Rick and Morty is a whole show about that, <laughs> pretty much. And, yeah, I, I just wonder, with all this stuff added in, how... You know is the plot gonna become untenable at some point or I don't know I almost feel like this is leading up to potentially to allow there to be a reboot like instead of rebooting and uh, deleting where you know stopping where you're at, just like make the world and the rules as crazy as possible so crazy and just keep shoving in more and more and more and more more until it all just collapses on itself and then that's the reboot maybe that's what's going to happen. That's just a guest, but anyway, so we've been talking about that. Uh, let's move on to what's been happening in the ending. So now we can get a little bit more, uh, summary, like, so at some point, basically, uh, after, uh, Marluxia has been basically defeated by, uh, uh, Maleficent, he goes to confront, uh, his friends go to con- confront Brag and his trying to get an answer out of him about what's happening to, what happened to Strelitzia. What does he know? He's accusing Bragg of knowing something. And then at the last moment, Ven shows up and reveals he killed Strelitzia. Bum, bum, bum.
1: <clears throat>
0: and then, yeah, as, as, as we describe Marluxia is, uh, he very much acts with the heart first and just like goes to attack Ven pr- pretty much. I mean, and like
1: I mean, he reacted the in any way any person would react. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I said his re. I would definitely say his reaction there was like pretty, uh, at first, pretty normal. Like, he just grabbed him by the scruff and like, like, Tell me, you can't be, you know, you gotta be kidding me. You killed her? What? No. <laughs> He doesn't pull out his keyblade right away, but he does eventually. And uh, I think like Scold shows up and like uh, blocks his keyblade or something. Like it's oh man, Scold did something this whole chapter. <laughs> this whole Union Cross Scold finally reacted for a second. And uh, yeah, basically, uh, eventually, Do- uh Darkness pops out of Ven. Uh, Ven like really tries hard to fight off Darkness. And Darkness comes out of Ven, reveals himself, and basically Darkness uh, says that, oh, now you've become aware of me. And basically Darkness reveals that he's always been there. And he's always been around and causing this strife amongst people. But it's not that he's like revealing himself. It's that people are now aware of him that's the only that
1: uh, you got to go back to the darklings. Remember the darklings' purpose? The the darklings would always say, not you. Yeah. Not not you. you. And then they uh, were looking
0: for someone.
1: They were looking for someone. It was not revealed until this chapter update that it turned out to be Ben.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's basically what the player character was up to following the (laughs) darklings. So, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Finally revealed. It was Ven. I guess maybe because Ven had darkness in him, maybe that's what they were looking for. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, they try to, uh, talk to darkness for a while. Um, uh, brain is like trying to get out as much information out of him as possible. And basically he revealed a lot of the information that we talked about before earlier. And, uh, then brain basically asks, so like, just out of curiosity, one last question. Are there more of you here? Like in this room? And it was like, no, it's just me. Like, and it's like, all right, <laughs> everybody, this is our ultimate enemy. We need to kill him now. Let's all work together and kill him right now. And then, yeah, they start fighting and, uh, yeah, basically proves brain knows, knows everything. He's super smart. It's like asking all the right questions, but unfortunately uh, darkness is way too strong and defeats the union leaders uh, uh, until basically the player character shows up and has to like bail everybody out. Um. So yeah, after that uh, it's revealed that basically after, you know, they they've defeated him that there's really no- nothing they can do. Uh, The end of the world has already been triggered because Maleficent used the Ark. Um, Basically, uh, once the Ark has been completely used up, uh, the world will fall into darkness, and there's nothing that can be done that's just like... uh, It's designed to trap darkness in a world. I, I, I guess somehow darkness can't just use it himself or something, but yeah uh darkness will be trapped in that world if he uh if uh if the arc is like completely used up and apparently yeah it, there's like seven pods that can be used uh so yeah uh so so that happens uh people feel like oh, there's no hope until Ven turns into a flashlight a Light he, like bulb. he turns into a light bulb <laughs> Ven just wakes up. Starts glowing and then is like, darkness, you tried to shape me, but I'm going to reshape you into a form that we can defeat. Because, yeah, basically he's saying, like, oh, you can't defeat me. I have no form. doesn't even matter. You can't even, like, kill me. And, yeah, and he, so Ven takes him on.
1: The whole, the whole scene is, like, when he gets up, he just, like, walks, like, very slowly. Yeah. He's just like, and then, of course... Lurium actually forgives Ventus. Yeah. It's like, you know, by saying, what will you know, I do if you're no gone? What will I have? He said, I don't want to lose you too.
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't want to <sighs> lose you too. Like, oh, so you lost your sister and now all you have is your sister's murderer.
1: Well, we all and know he, didn't do, uh, well, yeah, well, he, he didn't do it. Well, the real murderer showed he, himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows. He, he knows that he didn't do it. But like, <laughs> that's like... I'm just, like, trying to think, like, oh, what is Ven to Marluxia anyway? (laughs) Like. Basically nobody. (laughs) Basically nobody. Like, the closest he could be is maybe slightly related to the killer of of his sister, but that's about it. But, yeah, anyway, he didn't want to lose uh, Ven either. And, uh, but Ven is just like, no, I gotta go. And then, yeah, he, like, takes on darkness and, I guess, poofs or something. Um, Churro, is darkness basically just like is the shape that darkness ends up being formed into by Ven? Is that just Vanitas? Is that, is that what that is? It that's what be. I think it is. We
1: don't know yet. We don't, we know, don't know until yet, the next yeah. chapter.
0: Yeah, we won't know yet. But that's kind of it could be. It could be completely something think. different. It could be. It could be. But I think going based off of only what we know now, it looks like it's probably this is the creation of Vanitas. Maybe. But yeah, you're you're right. It, it could be anything. So yeah, so that 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 happens, and then uh, let's see. Oh yeah, so the next part is in the real world. Uh, darkness is watching over what's going on in the data world, which. Yeah, if the if it's not clear, uh everything we've been talking about Basically, has been happening in the data world. a darkness a
1: entity use a computer is pretty funny. Yeah,
0: yeah, a darkness entity is there. What one, one darkness, not the darkness from before, a different one that's in the real world is watching over. Then Lushu shows up with a body wrapped in a white cloak and is like, "Darkness, what the hell are you doing, you dummy?" and then darkness is freaking out i was like what there's still a keyblade wielder around here i was like yep yeah just uh, i i'm i'm just like a layover he's, he's, a he's holdover. Like, like i'm he's like i'm just passing by don't worry about me yeah just passing by don't worry about it and then uh yeah basically Lushu uh drops a uh bod- that body into one of the pods and says that oh this is a seed of light to be planted in the future and that this person is the true dandelion. Bum, bum, bum. So I've been hearing lots of people thinking about who that could be. Okay, so Brandon, who do you think it is? Okay. I mean, it's in the past, so if it's got to be a past person, I'm going to go with Strelitzia. I feel like that's like kind of an obvious one. It could be Ven. Because, you know, Ven was in the White Cloak. Yeah. I mean, that that would be kind of like the safe choice, I think. I think Strelitzia is another option. It could be some kind of Sora. <laughs> I feel like that's always a safe guess in Kingdom Hearts. It's just um, some kind of a Sora.
1: I think, what it, do you think? It, it could be Master Ava. It could because be Ava. Basically, yeah. Because remember, the last time we saw Ava was when she was talking with Lushu before they clashed themselves, and we don't know what happened since then. Yeah. It could, so, be, uh, it could sub, be Subject X. Uh, the, the the way I, the, the theory I made on stream was that Lushu defeated Ava and, and basically just kept her body until it was the right time to send her to the future. Because yeah. she was the one looking for the dandelions in the first place. That's true. So that makes her leader of the dandelions, aka like possibly a true Dandelion. But honestly a part of me is saying Strelitzia because when she came to Lorium in a dream, she was wearing a white cloak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the reasons why I was thinking of uh Strelitzia is the, the whole white cloak thing. But that cloak and the cloak Strelitzia was wearing was quite different. Like she was wearing a, a white cloak that looked like an organization cloak. It was just Happened to be white. Whereas this cloak, it's more like the cloak that Ven had when uh uh Xanort was carrying him in uh birth by sleep. So yeah, hard to say. Uh it, you know it's also similar to uh whatchamacallit uh Demix when Demix has the uh the uh the replica body it's that that kind of cloak. So uh let's see, so the next one is uh yeah seed to seed to the future, so yeah, basically uh, this is like pretty much the last scene is uh master of Masters talking with darkness, so this is the second to last update that we have uh Master of masters talking with darkness uh, basically um he talks about a lot of stuff, but he basically lays out uh what what the purpose is for Lushu. Uh, living out his life throughout time, carrying the uh, no-name keyblade, witnessing all this stuff that's going down, and recording the Book of Prophecies. Basically, the Book of Prophecies itself, not as important as the points in time where it gets recorded. Uh, It's a matter of when. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a matter of when, exactly. Uh, Basically... Uh, these points in time will serve as waypoints for Master of Masters. He basically even lays it out like the Book of Prophecies itself, it's not even everything in the future. It's only what, you know, Lushu gets to see with the Keyblade. You know, it can only be so much. Like he, he's doing a good job, but that's all he's – he can only see what he sees. Uh, but the most important thing is it's is the these points in time and the fact that it's his Keyblade and his eye in that keyblade and uh basically ultimately uh it, this will allow him to travel through time freely to wherever he wants to go uh pretty pretty easily and he can reform his body wherever he wants because he's got that keyblade and he's got Lushu there who remembers him. So he's got his medium and he's got someone who remembers him. And those are the two rules that you need to uh time travel and reform with your own body. So that that's uh that's a super powerful thing to have, is he's got like basically fairly free time travel is pretty much what he's got.
1: And especially at no cost because no cost to him either. It's just Yeah. It just basically mm-hmm. It's like, he's kind of like being impatient about it, it's just like, you know, well, why would I be around to do all this where I have my subordinates, which is, you know, Lushu, exactly. to do everything yeah. for me. Yeah, and Lushu do all the hard work. Yeah, and basically Lushu had to do the long way, which is by... Just live they,
0: a long time and go look at everything.
1: Which is, um, yeah, basically he had to live these different lives as different people, you know, as the keyblade got passed down, and yep. so basically, and, and and even Master Master stated that, um, what's it called? Um, Lucius might not even be. Wait, is that? Am I jumping the gun? Uh, no, I think you, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, because uh, basically, I remember how Darkness and Master Master stated about the seven lights and how yeah. Lucius can may not even be one of them.
0: Yep. That's true. So, uh, yeah, ultimately that's, the, so that's definitely a component of, uh, uh, of the, uh, future of the story. Uh, basically what we're hinging on right now is there are, uh, a limited, limited amount of pods left in the arc. Uh, basically the world is going to end in union cross and some of those people are going to make it out. And some of them are not. There are a limited amount of pods. Maleficent used one. That means, uh, what, there's like six six pods left? Or five? How many pods left? I forget. It's, it's kind of
1: like it's, it's kind of like, uh, Titanic. Yeah. Daybreak Town is Titanic. Uh, the Ark is the lifeboats. Yep. And there's not a lot of them. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm guessing within the next update, we'll at least see
1: a lot more people using them lifeboats. Yes. But, but you have to remember women and children first
0: exactly so yeah we'll have to see how that goes i guess in the last little stinger in what marluxia was talking about is that uh marluxia basically got bored of watching uh darkness fighting everybody and was like i'm gonna go look even further beyond and then he looked very far into the future and saw what he described as a world he could not know So Yeah, a lot of people are saying this is probably uh, what we saw in the secret ending of Kingdom Hearts 3, where uh, Master of Masters was doing the heart shape at the moon, and uh, was in a quadratum, and uh, yeah, with Yozora and all them. So So basically,
1: like, basically different... Was it, realms or different yeah the different world line or whatever you know on reality is Zed calls it yeah or not Yen Zen, um answer the wise yep yep um, and um basically this world is basically it's basically like a real world quote-unquote type yep. of the experience versus the worlds that they know back then so basically it's basically something out of his league i would i would i would think yeah which because since if, it's, if it's, this is something that the master of masters couldn't conceive himself he's basically in the unknown right now
0: yeah so if even the master of masters does not know what's going on that's pretty crazy to me because you know with uh, it was my understanding with him being in that cutscene that i thought oh uh, this is where the Master of storyline is leading. It's leading to this Quadratum stuff with Yozora and all that. But no, Master of Masters, just like Sora, just like Riku, they he's an outsider to that storyline. And I mean, we know that clearly this is like somewhat, even though Nomura keeps denying it, that, this varum rex stuff is somewhat a vehicle for him to tell the story that he wanted to tell in verses thirteen. But we don't, and I feel like in some ways this almost opens it up even more to that possibility. The fact that you know, uh, master of masters, even he doesn't even like he cannot know this world, and this this is a man that has traveled. Uh, that can travel through time very freely uh, has a uh, a subordinate live you know thousands of lives and seen you know thousands of events and he writes down a book that basically knows the future for the most part and he cannot know whatever is going on here so that just sort of goes to show you that this verum rex stuff seems detached even more so from what is going on Kingdom Hearts. And that, it just makes me feel like what's going on here with that Varamrex stuff? Like, like really, like what is that going to even be at all? If it's not related to Master of Masters, why is Master of Masters a thing? Like if the future of Kingdom Hearts, if Kingdom Hearts 4 is this Quadratum stuff, what's all this Stuff with the foretellers and the Union Cross and the Master of Masters. What's all that storyline? It seems like these are two things. Chur, what do you think?
1: It's crazy. Like, right? I, we all thought Nomura was crazy before. Now it's like, where is this going exactly?
0: Yeah, like... <laughs> I don't know. I felt lost at the be- at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 because you had that uh that Verum Rex stuff, right? And then you also have uh you know, uh the foretellers and Luxu show up. And then yeah. you also have the chess piece thing. Like we know that ended up being Dark Road. That okay, got that. But the stuff with Luxu and the foretellers, we still don't know where that's going to go exactly, but we do know that it's related to the Master of Master stuff and that whole plot line, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, everybody in, in that. That's related to that.
1: Not only that, we also understand, you know, how they were summoned back now. We finally got an yeah. explanation how Luxu was able to summon them, Luxu being the memory holder, and yep. then possibly the, either the Keyblade or the Box is their medium. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, e- e- either either one is probably
0: fine. I- I'm sure they, they know that. Keyblade well enough that that could be their medium. Or, yeah, and, and like then, you said, maybe there's something in the box that'll uh, tie them then, down.
1: And since the Master of Masters revealed what Lucius' role was to Darkness, you know, basically, we all know that what... We only know the Cliff Notes version of what... Uh, basically, remember what Zibar told the Foretellers. You know, I told her clear as day what it is I had to do. Yeah. So basically his role was revealed to darkness by the master of masters but mm-hmm. then of course sigbar is telling telling the foreteller's the long version of it yeah by what he did the entire time exactly so
0: yeah it, it's uh you know it was perplexing back then in kingdom hearts 3 but I, at the time you know what i i i sort of like assumed that like okay I don't know how this Rex stuff attaches to the Master of Masters or whatever, but I see Master of Masters here, so somehow he's related to the story, is what I thought. It was the same thing back in the day with Deep Dive, where we had, at the end, the stinger was Mickey. It's like, you see all this Deep Dive stuff and you can't imagine how this is Kingdom Hearts and how this relates to Kingdom Hearts but the totem the thing that like ties it all down is mickey it's like don't worry this is still disney at the end of the day but now it's the opposite it's trying to say like no master of masters doesn't tie you down for nothing he doesn't even know what that stuff is so yeah that's <laughs> i'm i'm not ready for that i i maybe i'll be ready for that in 2020 <laughs> maybe maybe we'll know more in 2020 so that's what we know so far of union cross that's everything since uh kingdom hearts 3 came out um d- definitely uh important it's going to be important part of the story somehow i don't know what it's going to be i don't know if kingdom hearts is going to diverge into two different plot lines or several different plot lines wouldn't be the first time, but you know, it is what it is. Glad I caught yeah. up and uh yeah, we we got one more one more big update and then uh Dark Road also is going to have a have its ending uh the month after that, so we'll just have to keep keep our eyes out for that stuff all right so that that pretty much wraps up everything for this show our uh music for this episode i got a cover of daybreak town from project astati i thought it was only appropriate to have uh some uh project astati daybreak town since we're talking about a lot of union cross stuff our next episode of kingdom hearts union is scheduled for the 12th of april and uh if you guys like the show as always please subscribe to final fantasy and kingdom hearts union on the itunes store just search for kingdom hearts and we're number one and of course you can catch every episode at kingdomheartsunion.com spotify or kingdom hearts union's twitter which is at khunion And please remember to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you have any questions, send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure we'll have a question segment next time. All right, Cheryl, this was a big one. We did it. We made it. We did it. Yes. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next big update, but our next episode is going to come well before the next big update, so we'll still have some time before that We basically got,
1: like, a month now. Yeah,
0: now we got a month. See, that's why it's not a good idea to catch up. At least we haven't been, like, trapped on the update cycle. That's the good news. Let's catch up right at the end. That's the winning strategy.
1: Alright, so, uh, yeah. Churro, say goodbyes! Bye, guys! Thanks for tuning in, and my brain's fried already. I think yeah, I me need too. to go to bed. Yeah, it's it's about
0: that time. All right, so I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.